0: Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. We're joined today by Adam Hankin, General Manager Ireland for WageStream. Hi, Adam. Hi, Adam. Hi, Simon. How's things? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. So I think today's going to be an interesting chat because we're talking about payment innovation. It'd be good if we understand a bit more about you, how you got to WageStream, what you did before.
1: Yeah, so um, I've... Ended up in Waystream um, off the back of I guess I've got a good relationship with Peter Briffett, the the founder of Waystream. I'd actually worked with Peter in the in the past in a company called Living Social. Um, I helped launch the Irish business for Peter. He launched the UK and Irish business, and uh, I was part of the team that, that helped with the Ireland one and, and stayed with them until we until we exited that business. So that was disruptive marketing tech. Um, I kind of got a bit of a buzz for disruption with that, and always had done beforehand in kind of previous businesses I've been involved in. So that was that. After that was sold, I then went to uh, a peer-to-peer business lender. It was kind of a a different way of of businesses accessing money that was disrupting how the banks did it, because the banks were very archaic and slow, um, and not really releasing money to people, especially in the recession. So. This was a, a very interesting space for me to be in. And then when Peter started Waystream, I just loved the concept from the very start. I loved the mission and everything about it and just the innovation in there. And I just wanted to be a part of it. So I, I got on the phone to Pete and, and here I am.
0: So tell us a bit more about Waystream for those that aren't familiar. So WageStream we're a,
1: we're a fully encompassed financial wellbeing app but the the thing that probably makes us most interesting to most people is that we've we've developed a way that workers can actually pay themselves whenever they want from their earned income. So they're in control of their payday regardless of you know when the company has set their pay cycle so they can actually access their earned wages whenever they want. So when a short-term cash flow issue arrives arises, instead of them going to you know, into their overdraft or credit card or, or getting a payday loan, they can actually say, "Well, you know, the more sensible thing is I've I've earned ten days' wages, so I'm actually going to access some of them to pay this bill." And and we do it at an interest-free basis. It only costs one pound seventy-five in order to access those wages early, regardless of the amount. And it comes straight out of your wages at the end of the pay cycle, meaning you never get yourself into a cycle of debt. So it's just a, a much more responsible way of being able
0: to manage your own finances. So it's kind of like agile payment, yeah? I can pull down on that payment as long as I've earned it? Yes. At yeah. You have, in that you, cycle.
1: you have to have earned it to be able to access it. And we set the limit that you can't access it more than 50, more than 50% of your earned income. Um, so to put it in simple maths if you make 100 pounds a day after day one of the month and let's say you're on a monthly pay cycle you can't turn around and say i'm going to draw down 750 pounds on day one you could only access a maximum of 50 pounds after day one because
0: that's all you've earned so it forces you to keep in good habits rather than stretch to a, a lifestyle you can't afford Absolutely,
1: yeah. This is not something that people go nuts with. It, you know, people actually act very responsibly with it because they also know there is a consequence to their actions. You know, if you do access a hundred pounds of your wages early, um, it will be coming out at the end of the pay cycle, at the end of the month. So, you know, people aren't aren't reckless when it comes to that. They understand that you know that will be a, a bit of hardship at the end of it. So, literally,
0: they they act very responsibly with it it's an interesting concept and i've mentioned at the top of the podcast that we're going to call this one payment innovation so i think we had a pre-chat before this about payments but there's been really limited payment innovation i think since almost electronic bank transfer and of
1: yeah there's been zero innovation in how we're being paid like literally 100 years ago you used to get paid every single day you probably queued up after your after your shift and you used to get paid and then maybe it went to weekly and then it's you know, transgressed to monthly, but there's been zero innovation in that sector. And, and the bizarre thing is that everything we do in technology is to find faster ways of doing things. The whole world we live in now is like more on demand. You just look now, nobody wants to wait more than four minutes for a taxi. Nobody wants to wait, you know, more than 40 minutes for their food to arrive. You know, everything is on demand and pay is just never caught up and in fact it's regressed. Uh, it's regressed massively. You know, now you know three quarters of the workforce are paid on a monthly basis. Um, you know, and even there was just a study recently that in that's in the last 20 years has has kind of grown massively in that space. So you know it's it's just all it's all I've done is pushed it out. And it's always been at the benefit of the business and not the employee. And it's just created a huge cash flow issue for workers up and down the country.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because we've both just been party to a a think tank paper from the Resolution Foundation, a new settlement for the low paid, which talks about how to that exact point we've moved from, and I'll find the figures. Yes, in 2000, over a quarter, 28% of workers were paid weekly and just two thirds were paid every month or every four weeks. Now, today, just 12% of workers get paid weekly, 86% get paid monthly. And what, what the paper's trying to say is that basically those people that are on minimum wage are effectively lending money to their employers on a huge scale because I work week one, week two, week three, but I get paid in week four. This is kind of calling for a almost a, a switch or the use of tools like Wage Stream to make that more flexible or give people that are earning the money access to their money quicker.
1: Yeah, you know, when you when you think about it, it's one of these things that we've just all accepted that we get paid monthly. But when you actually sit back and think of it, you know, why can't you access your wages when you've earned them? You know, they are your wages and and it is bizarre that's that we've just gotten used to it and that is just the norm. But the beauty of great innovation is when it disrupts the status quo, you know, when it disrupts the norm and people sit there and actually have that light bulb moment of you know why? Why shouldn't you be able to get paid when you want? To? You know we we've built a technology that can track what people earn in real time, um, so we make sure that people never get themselves into that cycle of debt, and and now people can just access it. And the beauty of it is, is that we actually fund all of those payments, so it doesn't impact on the business's cash flow. And we've also got some amazing tech in the background that means that we actually don't impact on the payroll process at all. So there's no manual Uh, deductions being made by payroll departments, you know, we have auto reconciliation all all baked in.
0: Yeah, I remember. It brings me back. I remember my first Saturday job. I used to get paid weekly cash in a brown envelope with my pay slip, and then there was a briefing to everybody about this moving to a monthly pay. And I can, I don't know, it's one of those things that sticks in your mind. I can remember that jump of getting money regularly, and if you worked overtime, you got it the week after, to always having money, to then having to wait four weeks to get a lot of money, and at you know eighteen, it's, it feels like a lifetime. I thought I was working and working, and then yeah, there's a, a latent reward, but you had to manage life very differently for that four week period to then get in the routine of seeing it monthly.
1: Yeah, like I was at a, a conference and I, I, I did a I did a talk on this, and somebody that you know their first ever job was in in Sainsbury's, and they were telling me that. You know, they worked in Sainsbury's for a few years and they were getting paid weekly and then she got promoted to a kind of a a manager role and she thought it was a great honour to be put on a monthly payroll, on a pay cycle, you know, a monthly pay cycle. And she just came to me going, like, that's crazy. In fact, I was (laughs) given a worse deal. But at the time, it was packaged as if this was like a real grown-up thing to have, you know, a monthly pay cycle.
0: Thinking about it, it probably fitted in with life at... At that moment in time, because mortgages were paid monthly and were always steady, direct debit, standing orders always went out. So people live more in a monthly cycle where now it's much more agile, isn't it? If I can sign up for a week for something and then drop it, or I can increase my subscription package or downgrade it. I can you know, buy more stuff one week than the next. So life is much more in the moment and reactive. Not saying that we shouldn't provision or shouldn't save, but it's just... We live differently than this regimented. On the thirty-first of each month, or the first of each month, everything goes out my bank. I think life's different.
1: Yeah, it it completely has changed. Like, (laughs) and you know, this kind of shows our age. But you know, I remember. So my dad used to get his wage slips and get a check in the post. But then he also every single bill used to be paid by check as well. And I remember he used to sit down and once he got his wage check in the post he used to sit down and write all of his bills out for electric gas whatever it may be and send them all off so if it was kind of like one incoming and then all of the outgoings went on one day but you know now if you look at my bank accounts and i imagine i'm not too dissimilar to other people you know i have all of these things like netflix you know Vodafone, you know, broadband, all you know, mobile phone, broadband, all of these things coming out, Amazon Prime, you name it, and they're all coming out at different days of the month. And all of these things didn't even exist thirty years ago, forty years ago when this was all happening. So literally we've just businesses have found different ways to extract amounts of money from us throughout the month. And the pay cycle just hasn't
0: grown with that. Difficult times, so this whole COVID th- How's that impacted WageStream? Have people been contacting you to get on board quickly and upscale this kind of more agile approach?
1: Well, the first thing we did was, you know, we we highlighted that, you know, one of our biggest sectors is hospitality and that was just all of it closed overnight. So the first thing that we did, we're, we're big in hospitality and healthcare. So there was two sides to this. We said, right, how can we help frontline workers? That was number one. Number two, how can we help our businesses that have, you know, they're going to have to close their doors and, and furlough staff. I have to say, I've never been more proud of Waystream and how we reacted to this. We, we held a kind of Dragon's Den style pitch where the whole business was asked to go into different focus groups and come up with ideas. And then we pitched them to uh, the founders and a couple of the investors. And then they picked these ideas. And literally in this first week, they came up with a way of, Paying automatically, automatic daily statutory sick pay payments. So if you were self-isolating due to this, from day one you could start getting your sick pay automatically paid into your account, and we waived all fees for that. Then we looked at other things like right the furlough payments. We created a way that people could get their furlough payments throughout the month whenever they wanted, and there was a lot of uncertainty. You know, there was some big pub groups saying. Oh look, you know we're we're not going to pay any furlough pay until we know when we're going to get paid by the government. You know, you may remember, and we just came up with a way. going, right, we can let people access their furloughed accrued furlough pay whenever they need it. Brought out that we brought out instant overtime payments for um, those businesses that were under massive stress, like you know retail, you know, the likes of supermarkets or you know the NHS, especially care homes. That solution there was was extremely popular because they were trying their best to to get the current workers to work additional hours because they were under massive stress and didn't want to, lend, you know, rely too much on agency. So they were able to to use this. We had instant overtime payments where instead of being able to access up to fifty percent of your earned income, we could access up to eighty percent of your overtime pay as a real incentive to do that, and that was huge. There were other businesses that reached out to us and said, "Hey, you know, we want to be able to to have little emergency funds for people. If somebody needs up to five hundred pounds, you know, we want to be able to offer it to them." So we created that for people. So literally, it was it was an ongoing thing. I think within two days of the first Dragons Den style pitch, we had two products ready to go, and we just kept rolling them out. Like even just last week, there was two weeks ago. There was a there was another Dragon's Den style pitch in terms of how we could you know increase awareness of this of what we're doing. So so yeah, in terms of how it's impacted us, all of these workers that were working and out spending money are, are, are currently not. So you know there was an impact there, but then we have seen businesses come to us going, I really want to look after our staff through this time. We understand it's a really you know financially stressful time, along with all of the other stress of worried about loved ones health everything else so businesses started coming to us going look you know can you help us look after our staff during this furlough you know time um you know obviously nhs trusts were getting in touch as well so look it's it's been something that we knew we were never going to thrive and prosper throughout this but all we wanted to do was try to offer as much help as we could be there and and people would see that we're able to react quickly and and offer solutions and i think you know the goodwill that should come from it in the end will, will be good and that's that's all we could hope for really was that you know we could help where we could try and improve the lives of as many workers where they were working or furloughed as possible and also help businesses
0: out and and i think we've achieved that it's a brilliant story and we've Touched on a couple of our podcasts about how times of darkness, innovation thrives, if you like. So that creative Dragon's Den style of working takes away some of the barriers or gives people a voice that maybe had some amazing ideas but couldn't, for whatever reason, get them surfaced with the right audience. Do you think you'll carry on that way of working and driving ideas moving forward?
1: I do, because the first, it's been such a success. I think, A, it's great for company culture, that everybody feels involved in processes of of where the company's going. Um, You know, you had people that would normally never speak up, but because they're in a group of, you know, six or seven people, felt confident enough to be able to, you know, voice their ideas, help form ideas, and, you know, we tried to make it as inclusive as possible so, you know, everybody had a bit of the presenting slot so it's been great from a cultural perspective, engagement perspective, because people really feel, you know, part of this process. But also, I think it's you know everybody was already proud of what we're doing in Waystream because you know we are a social impact fintech. You know, we are there to, to create social good. You know, I think this has just made people buy into it even more. You know, and I, I mentioned before about what we were doing, but you know, we waived all fees to, to frontline NHS staff you know, for businesses on furlough solutions, we waived our fees to the businesses that were bringing them on just to try and help people as much as possible. It was, it was never this greedy play that was like, Oh, you know, we can see you doing this. We'll, we'll charge you for it. It was like, look, let's just get this rolled out. We found quicker ways to roll it out. So I think as a, as a company, everybody's even more invested in the business from an employee perspective. So yeah, 100% this will carry on. It's, um, it's definitely here to stay and, you know,
0: we've got some amazing ideas from it. Brilliant. Well, massive respect. Yeah, in all of that. Brilliant stuff. What we've talked about, so we've, we're kind of giving people that opportunity to be more creative with how they draw down their own. Have you looked at how that links to the productivity of people and wellbeing? Are there any early signs of impact?
1: So we, we kind of knew... There'd be a few things that would happen when when this happened, uh, when we brought this in, because this is an American concept that we've improved. So we knew that, well, we definitely expected that the likes of staff turnover would drop. The productivity aspect that you mentioned there was one of the biggest surprises that we had. And the beauty of the way that we set it up is that in a shift work environment, we actually do an integration with the time and attendance solution. So we can actually see hours worked per employee because that drives obviously what they earn and what they can access. So we get all that data through API. But then what we could do is actually have a look and see. Well, you know, Adam here, I'm working in a pub group, and before WageStream, I was working X hours per week or per month, and then now after WageStream, you can see a visible uptick in terms of hours worked. Uh, to the point where it's like 22.1% across, across hospitality that we're seeing actually in terms of more hours worked. And there's a, there's a few reasons for it. The first one being is that thing that I mentioned beforehand that people know there's a consequence to add, ask, accessing their wages early. So if I access £100, 100 pounds today, people will have to, you know, I'll know that this is coming out of my pay at the end of the month. So I'll put my hand up for more shifts to try and make that up so then I'm working more hours just to try and make sure I come out with the same pay. So that's the first one. But then there's a real incrementality to this. So, you know, you, you speak to any managers of any kind of retail, hospitality, you know, manufacturing. And one of the biggest problems they face is that if, say, if somebody calls in sick, you know, trying to fill that that shift i trying to get somebody in and in the past it's literally just being whatsapp groups going oh you know can you can somebody come and fill the shift but if somebody called in sick on a wednesday i could go and fill that shift and pay myself on the thursday if i wanted you know it, it literally is that incremental so i could work the shift on a wednesday get paid on the thursday go out thursday night for a meal and it and there's that level of it so People see it as doing that. We also have this tracking function where people can see every single shift or every single day what they've earned. So there's a visible connection between work equals rewards that somebody can see, well, I worked five hours this day or 10 hours this day. and I know it's common sense that you're obviously going to make double, but actually seeing it on a regular basis instead of just seeing it in the payslip at the end of the month does have a visible effect on people wanting to work more. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's very, very powerful in that sense.
0: Adam, if people want to find out more about WageStream, where's the best place for them to look or contact you?
1: It's the website wagestream.co.uk is the best place. We're, we're very active on, on LinkedIn and things like that. So it's, it's great that people get behind us and we get quite a lot of press coverage. So we're, we're quite often talking about that on LinkedIn. So
0: yeah, wagestream.co.uk is, is the best place to get us. Cool, and they can connect to you, Adam Hankin, on LinkedIn as well. assume If they want to speak directly,
1: yeah. So I'm Adam at WaveStream.co.uk, or it's uh, Adam Hankin,
0: H-A-N-K-I-N on LinkedIn. Brilliant. I appreciate your time for coming on the podcast. I mean, I've learned a lot, and actually, it's made me really think about how, like you say, little or zero innovation has been in this space. So it's good to see something agile, creative, and Yeah, massive respect for all the work you've done to help people through a a really really difficult situation one one final question we ask everybody who comes on is what's the best bit of business advice you've ever been given
1: best bit of business advice i've ever been given is is have no regrets is always work you know always try and make the most out of every single opportunity that you see there whether that's work ethic whether it's Going out to these different networking events or whatever it may be that that at the end of it that you'd never have any regret saying I wish I'd done this or I wish I'd done that I think it's a great way to it's not just business I think it's just a great way to live your life but it's definitely something that I've always taken into the business world is uh, you know making that extra call when you're a salesperson at the start to you know go into that extra meeting or you know, instead of doing that Zoom call, well, this was before coronavirus, but instead of doing that Zoom call for that meeting that's an hour and a half away, you know, go out and physically meet them, that type of thing. So I would say that's my my little nugget
0: that was given to me. Good, no, that's a good one. So appreciate your time. Really enjoyed that one. Look after yourself, Adam, and take care. Thanks, Simon.